May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Best-selling author Peter Jenkins has written of the night that he was first found by Christ. He was attending a huge revival meeting in Alabama. I didn't understand all that these people were saying about what had just happened between God and me, he recalled. Born again, saved, the Lord led you here tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, God's finally got you away from the devil. Isn't God good? were words that Peter heard that night. And in using those words, he said, it seemed as normal in their vocabulary as taxes, commute, and weekend were to my family and friends in New York and Connecticut. Mary, the woman who first counseled with Peter about his encounter with Christ, found him again. She stared at me with probing eyes, Peter recalled. Peter, Mary began, this great elation that you're feeling now at this moment, it may seem like these great feelings are going to last forever, but they won't. Being a Christian is not based on feelings. You're on a mountaintop now, but someday, sooner or later, you'll be far away from these great feelings. You may even wonder if all this ever happened. Your Christian walk is based on faith, not feelings. Later, Peter reflected, I was so thrilled that there could be good feelings mixed in with faith that I really didn't care what she, her opinions were at the time. But many years have passed since that night. I was on a mountaintop. The feelings lasted a long time, but that mountaintop has not lasted all these years. Maybe I've been on more mountaintops than some but I've also climbed, sometimes crawled, out of some awfully deep valleys, too. In our lesson from the Gospel according to Matthew this morning, Jesus and three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, are on a mountaintop. The three are drawn by Jesus into an incredible encounter with God. It is a profound mountaintop experience that they will never forget, and yet, as this passage will go on to point out, the very next day they will be back down in the valley below dealing with the pains of humanity. Even there, though, they will be encountered by God's power. Mountain highs and valleys low. It, one is not better than the other. For God encounters us in both places in our lives. Each one has a place in our walk of faith. So let's talk about mountains and valleys for a few moments this morning. And let's begin with the mountaintops. God encounters us on mountaintops. Jesus takes Peter and James and John with him and leads them up a high mountain by themselves. There they'll be able to be away from the crowds that are always pushing in upon them there on the high mountain, they will have time for prayer and for reflection as they watch. Jesus' appearance suddenly changes. He's transfigured before their eyes. 
His face shines like the sun. His clothes become dazzling white. The spellbound disciples look on in disbelief as they see Jesus talking with Moses and Elijah. Peter's so caught up in the moment that he wants to build Rosh Hashanah-style dwellings so that they can all remain on the mountaintop and thus prolong the wonder as long as possible. And who could blame him? This is the high point in his personal walk of faith to this time. Anyone who's ever been on a spiritual mountaintop can sympathize. Kathleen Barrett, writing for the Upper Room devotional guide, shares this. I used to be angry most of the time. Store clerks were often rude to me, but I attributed it to the notion that they weren't getting paid enough. After Kathleen invited Christ into her life, it seemed that the whole world had changed. Store clerks became nicer, she wrote. The sun shone brighter, birds chirped more cheerily, flowers bloomed more beautifully. Of course, I thought the whole world had changed. I didn't realize until a few years later that it was I who had been changing. I was different. I had softened. It wasn't the store clerks who had become friendlier. I had. The sun didn't really shine any brighter. I was just more aware of it. Birds had chirped when I'd been in a grumpy mood, but more than likely they'd only annoyed me then. And of course, the flowers had always bloomed, but I hadn't noticed their sweet fragrance or appreciated a peach-colored rose opening its delicate petals to the sun. I changed when Jesus came into my life, and he continues to change me today. I wish that each of us could experience and maintain that kind of mountaintop joy. For most of us, though, the mountaintop is a sometime thing, perhaps a once upon a time, long time ago thing. And yet it's not bad to descend from the mountaintop of God's encounter with us into daily living, for it is in the rest of our walk of faith that we meet the world for whom Christ died and where we meet God's power unleashed in love. And that leads us to the valleys. For perhaps most often, God encounters us in the valley low. Pastor and writer Frederick Beekner recalls one valley in his life when God broke through in an unexpected way. He writes, I remember sitting parked by the roadside once, terribly depressed and afraid about my daughter's illness and what was going on in our family. As he was sitting there, he began praying. I asked God for some evidence that my plaintive cries were getting through. Suddenly, Beekner noticed a passing car that seemed to come out of nowhere. My message from God The evidence I most needed to see at that moment was found on that car's license plate. The license plate bore on it the one word out of all of the words in the dictionary that I needed most to see exactly then. The word was 
trust. Now, was that experience something to laugh off as the kind of joke that life plays on us occasionally? Was it just a coincidence that at the precise moment he most needed to see that word, it broke into his existence? Or was it the word of God? Beekner responds to that. I'm willing to believe that maybe it was any one of those things, or perhaps all of them. But for me, it was an epiphany. Now, the owner of that car turned out to be a trust officer at the local bank. <laughs> he is also a Christian. And after reading of this incident somewhere, the trust officer paid a personal visit to Beekner. He presented Beekner with that license plate that bore that word that he had so much needed to see on that very day. Trust. Beekner placed that license plate on a bookshelf where it serves to remind him of his trust in God. He says, it is rusty around the edges and a little battered, and it is as holy a relic as I have ever seen. All of us who have ever met God in the valley low know how life-restoring that experience is. The important point is that we are not to feel guilty if we're going through a period in our life now where there are more, far more valleys than mountaintops. There are some folks who have this mistaken notion that a perpetual smile is the sign of an authentic faith, but it's just not true. The joy of the Christian life is an inner assurance that wears well both on the mountaintop and in the valley. As Mary said to Peter Jenkins, the Christian life is a walk of faith, not of feelings. It is an eternal truth, not a glib testimony. God is the God of the mountaintop, but also the God of the valley. And just here is the most important thing to catch from this passage this morning, and it's this. It is the change in us rather than the place for us that makes God's encounter mean something. It is that quality of the change that takes place in our lives as a result of God's encounter with us that is the most important thing, not where the encounter takes place. While Peter is speaking to Jesus about building dwellings and staying on the mountain, a bright cloud overshadows them, and suddenly they hear the voice of God confirming that Jesus is indeed the Son of the living God. The voice challenges them to listen to him. This would be a transforming moment for Peter. Years later, when he is one of the great apostles, he will retell this experience with Jesus. In his second letter, which we heard this morning, Peter writes this, we ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. Much more is yet to happen to Jesus and the disciples. 
as we now begin this journey toward the cross. But it is in part because of this incident that Peter and the others will be forever changed. This is a decisive, transforming moment in their lives when a true change begins to happen. When we are met by Jesus and accept or renew the challenge to be his disciples, our lives start changing from the inside out. It is that change in us, mountain high or valley low, that gives the encounter its real meaning. The season of Epiphany ends now. As it began with the baptism of our Lord, with the voice of God speaking divine confirmation to Jesus, now Jesus and the three disciples make their way down the mountain where they will continue to be encountered by God through Jesus. Mountain high or valley low, whatever point you may be at in your life, God is seeking you and will find you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.